and welcome back to the Part-Time Otaku Podcast. My name is Grant. My name is Dave. If this is your first time listening to the show, uh, the season we are covering, My Hero Academia Season 5. Uh, today's episode is episode 22. Um, this is a anime-only podcast. We have no insights into the manga, so this is pretty much just what we what we see is what we guess, I suppose. But uh, So I guess we'll, uh, we'll jump into the show quickly. Um, so we want to thank Ocean Treat uh, for the Jiro thumbnail. Uh, love me some neon cyberpunk vibes. <laughs> Big time. We've had a couple like cyberpunk type themed um, thumbnails this season. I think we had a really good one of Pinky too mm. from Stochastic Machine. Oh yes, yeah. He does a whole bunch of them like that. So anyway, shout out to the great art. Yeah, it's crazy how much Jiro comes up in fan art. For whatever reason, she's a huge fan favorite for this kind of stuff. Well, she's kind of like. <sighs> One of the more regular-looking characters. One of the more more regulars, but her character design is also... It's a little counterculture. And I find a lot of, you know, just, like, the subgenre of artists and, like, you know, fan art and all that stuff is kind of, like, in of itself counterculture. So she kind of, like, fits the vibe that way. That's very astute of you. I think that's probably it. But uh, great character. Mm -hmm. More... That's the thing, too. Like... (laughs) It's it's funny to see when you have such a big cast like that, the ones that do stick out, and Uri Jiro is, is definitely one of those. Mm-hmm. But um, So we'll, we'll get into the synopsis there. So uh, as Twice tries to save Toga, he thinks back on his past and makes a realization that helps him. Sad Man's Parade. Sad Man's Parade. That's the what? title of the episode. What do you think? Um, and not promising. No, it's. I think it's a great follow-up to what we've been seeing but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of mechanics of the episode that i think were i think this episode for me i think twice is an incredible character Mm. i think this is a case of too much screen time interesting Mm. too much of a good thing perhaps i think too much of a good thing is an excellent way uh, to put that like it's you know but it's it's weird because like at the end of the day, his quirk and his character is about kind of multiplication. And, like, mm-hmm. obviously this episode, like, you know, we'll get to, like, the brass tacks of it. But, like, there was just so, literally so much of him. And it was just, it was so distracting and, and a problem with, this might just be a sub-problem, but there's just so much written text on the screen. And it's, obviously we don't speak Japanese, so you're trying to follow everything that's going on. And there's, there, just a lot was flying at you this episode. Yeah. You can see what they're going for with that, like busyness like they're trying to create chaos on on screen and it certainly works in some instances but you're right when you're trying to read everything like what's vital dialogue what isn't what's meant to just be noise when you don't speak the language yeah a lot of that is lost yes (laughs) it's uh it's it's very tricky to keep up with but uh but like i said like good episode but like i think the mechanic of the episode was i think it succeeded in what it wanted to do but it was a little intimidating but again that's Mm. It kind of proved itself, right? Like, that's the whole point of it. But anyway, well, uh, let's jump into the plot there. Yeah, so th- this episode opens, it picks up right off where last week left. And it's the Metal Liberation Army trying to kill Toga and take twice. And then we, we learn about last week, like, it was kind of weird how they introduced this guy's quirk. Mm. But they sort of explained it in the intro here, so... This guy with, like, the weird bull cut mullet thing over the eyes. Skeptic. Skeptic. Mr. Skeptic. His quirk is making puppets. And then he can control them with technology. So it's a peculiar quirk. We haven't seen him, like, create said puppets. All we know is that 
supposedly he's made them and they're a bunch of twice copies not in costume which is also why it was confusing i found it interesting that redestro like made he like kind of like jumped in like because he was kind of one explaining how how um skeptics quirk worked mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he was very quick to point out of like yeah with my technology he's able to succeed or truly use his power and it's like this guy is so fucking full of himself big time, like, big time. Yeah. he gets uh, some good moments too later on yes um Right before the OP, there is a pretty, what I thought was like a relatively dark opening for My Hero mm. Academia, which is where it's it's the puppet, uh, the puppets are about to snap Toga's neck, or it looks like they're trying to do that. They're in anime time, so they're moving at 164th speed. That's what I was going to, I was thinking, I was like, is that Toga resisting, like subconsciously, or <laughs> yeah. is that just anime time? It's just anime time. Um and he's like he's having like a full on breakdown, uh, and then they cut to the OP, and there's just like all this dialogue and all these close ups of his face and all like the lines of his face and all the tears and all that. I was like, oh Jesus, this is kind of intense. Mm. Um, and then the OP hits, and and uh, we move into a flashback uh, portion of the episode, which is mandatory now in season five. But it's the good type of flashback. It's not, you know, it, there's one. There's only two options this season. And it's it's one or the other, and it's the good one. It's the you know the genuine character backstory and uh, the most effective part of the episode of how one of the best ways to show how a villain is made <laughs> yeah they uh it's i i will say um i so i agree with you i think it's a uh, best part of the episode it's effective um and it always works right when they mm-hmm. do these like flashbacks right before a character has like a breakthrough moment I will say, just like playing devil's advocate, it's becoming a little on the nose and a little predictable when you like reuse the same mm-hmm. uh, plot mechanic every time. <laughs> like every time character's about to have a moment, you flash back to their past, like to try and give the audience context. Like it's just we've done it every episode for the last ten. But so, I, I guess you know, playing on that and taking that a little further is, I think normally that would be a big deal for me, but mm-hmm. but. These are characters that we've not seen all season, and we've never really had the backstory for them before. It's not like we're rehashing old ground with twice, you know, or, or, or these other characters. So, it, like, at least it's you know, it's it's an easy pill to swallow. Yeah. But uh, I do agree. Like, they've been very uh, very reliant. They, on... <laughs> they might have to do it this way because we've we've talked about My Hero Academia's strength of of being able to juggle characters, but. Mm. This might be a necessary step or a necessary um, plot device, like using a flashback every time, because you can't possibly imagine your audiences knows every single character, sure. especially when they're spread so thin and they both get so little, they all get so little screen time. So like sometimes you just have to put, you know, the context immediately in front of the action scene um, mm-hmm. if, if it's not a main character or even like a top 10 character for that matter. Right, like when's the last time like we had a scene like this from Twice? Like it hasn't no. existed, and we're in five. We're in season five. Yeah, um, this is the yeah. power of the shelf, man. It's like you say, yeah. you say all the time. It's just the power of this my hero shelf that they can pull from it any time. Yeah, big time. Yeah, I, I will say I really liked uh, this particular flashback. Like just seeing like an origin story in like what do you think this was like four minutes? I think so. Five? Like there was, there was, it was perfect. It was the, it was not rushed. It was everything was pretty clear. It had moments of stuff we've seen before, which I thought was pretty effective. Like mm-hmm. the that that major scene of, I think him tied up and all his doubles are kind of they killing were, each were killing each other in the room. Like we've seen that before a couple yeah. times, I believe. 
so you know it had the effectiveness of stuff we've seen and then the like the real early stuff of when he was they say he was 16 but he looked like he looked exactly how he does now 100 <laughs> which i thought was funny i was like oh that's budget but um <laughs> you know like it was it was good like sort the, of his rise to power and his fall yeah. and then when he and it loses was, his mind it was sad. I actually, he's a very sympathetic character, like any I good totally villain agree. is. Yep. And, but that scene of him in the interrogation room with the cops, and he's like, Yeah, but like, I was going the speed limit. The guy pulled out in front of me. Mm-hmm. And the cop just goes, Well, you know, you're going to have a record, but like, people can look themselves up. And I'm like, What a, that's shitty. You know, like, it's, mm-hmm. it, it is really shitty. Victim of circumstance, right? And the guy he mm-hmm. hit just so happens to be an important client, and therefore, mm-hmm. not only does he have a record, but he also loses his job as a result. So mm. really just sort of pushed down by society and kind of kept there. And then, of course, he uh, runs into Duran, makes friends, becomes, you know, lives a life of crime. It goes bad. But then that's when he meets Duran afterwards, mm-hmm. after he's, like, lost his mind. Um, they do plant a very important egg. Uh, egg. They don't plant an egg. What am I saying? <laughs> Did you know that's where eggs come from, Grant? They come out Planted. of holes in the ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you got. Oh, I see your egg tree is doing well here. <laughs> Jesus. I got. I think that's a mix-up between they planted a seed and mm. a Easter egg. That's what happened yeah. in my brain just now. Uh, that's what we're gonna planting an egg from going forward. That's where we're gone. <laughs> anyway, so they plant this great egg, and they just say, "Oh, like the clones are are uh, not um, all that." You know they're not all that powerful or sustainable. Yeah. They they break pretty easily, especially the more of them that you have. They say that especially right up front. They're like, oh, even if you like break bones, you'll fuck them up. Because mm-hmm. when we flash forward to the present, he immediately gets both of his arms broken. <laughs> yeah, it's like ah, okay. I, I was wondering why they told us this. Mm. But this leads us to like the moment. Let's. This is like, um, like you were saying, like the the brushstroke that paints most of the episode is that. Mm-hmm. Um, twice gets his arms broken then he realizes wait a minute i'm still here that means i'm not a clone i'm the original you know what mm. that made me think of invincible oh oh the uh, the, the twins the two twins yeah no, i'm the original no yeah because you kind of always <laughs> and they're outwitting each other the whole time <laughs> and they say it gets like sad at the end of that show because they're like no you have to think you're the original otherwise you go crazy yeah <laughs> pretty scary um yeah. But he has that moment where he like has this realization, and that's when he gets his quirk upgrade, like uh, most of the league has had in the last couple of episodes. And I don't know how many clones he was able to max out at before, but he makes thousands. Is that fair? Well, I would say Tens okay. Of so, so the thing, the thing that I that I couldn't get out of my head is if there's supposedly 110 or 111,000 people in this city and they're all attacking them more or less at once, when you visually see twice and the amount of twi- or twice as there are on screen, it must be double or triple that number. Would you think? not think? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's messy. This whole, this whole um, liberation said- thing is so fucking messy and it's just one of those things that you just got to turn your brain off and just enjoy what's in front of you. Yeah, because you don't want to be the guy that has, or you don't want to be the person that has to, like, root through it and try and, like, poke holes. But, like, sometimes, like, when there are just these gaping holes in the story and Mm. the audience gets confused, like, wait, what? That's what's happening right now. Because I know that the Metal Liberation Army is 100 and something K people strong. I think they're all present Mm. in this city. Because I know that 90% of this city is supposed to be sleeper agents. Yep. So, is it 100,000 plus people attacking? Because like, if so, 
where are the here like where's the actual heroes like w- wouldn't like the actual alliance of heroes realize like there's shit going on I, I don't know um we're not there yet to like deal with the repercussions of this conflict but it's just sort of like you said it's sloppy it's messy it's weird it's, it's very yeah. yeah yeah um and if you don't want us to poke holes like don't throw the numbers around like <laughs> Don't you just have to don't just don't say it. Yeah, just shut like be intentionally vague. Say that they're outnumbered ten to one or that the odds are like insurmountable. Don't give us like population numbers and cities mm-hmm. and percentages of said cities. Like it's weird. You're asking for trouble, especially when you fuck it up. It's it's it sounds so obvious to say, but less is more. Yes. You know, like let let my, let our imagination run wild on this stuff. You know, it's yeah. the basis of these shows, like you know, shows like we have and other people is just picking these things apart and getting excited. Like, don't don't give us that. That's you know, it's yeah. No, I 100 percent agree. Yeah. So, okay. So from here, this is like the the uh, ride of the Rohirrim uh, moment because basically there's almost there's about as many of them as well. But uh, <laughs> you know, I think it was like cool. Like he had. Um, there was this flash, another flashback where it shows him like failing to help Tomura clone the, uh, the quirk bullets. And oh, the Yakuza they, bullets. Yeah. Yeah. They're just sort of explaining the limitations of his quirk. As but also, but also reminding you. Yes. Which uh, I, it was a double, it was very effective way to get that message across. Agreed. Um, and then they say they have this animation while he duplicates that says a march of grief the sad man's parade parade. um which is pretty because you know he's like like he's heartbroken right that was like effective for me i was like you know Mm -hmm. what that's pretty good because they did do a decent job of setting up twice's um fixation with Mm -hmm. toga or his genuine uh compassion whatever it is um they did a good job establishing that um so so props um this is when we cut to redestro and now we have to like go and like Okay, what's everybody else in the episode up to? Because we spent so <laughs> yeah. much time with Twice. So yeah, I now know. it's just quick cuts. Uh, it's Redestro saying, oh, this is like a rare failure from you, Mr. Skeptic. And I feel like they spend more time than they need to here um, on Mr. Skeptic saying it's not a failure yet. So I've only know. failed the one time and this isn't a failure yet. Yeah. And so, I was like, well, that's interesting. <laughs> so I'm guessing there will be a reversal in the next episode or two. Like maybe Mr. Skeptic will have like something up his sleeve. I don't know. Yeah. Well, he's... Because I wonder... Because we don't see the original twice after he originally fires off Mm -hmm. uh, Sadman's Parade, right? So he's technically still with Toga somewhere. So I'm wondering if... He grabs her and runs away. He grabs her. Because that's the thing, too. Like, they they do want twice. So I'm wondering if Mr. Skeptic kind of... This is what I had said last week, too. I said, I, I, you know, obviously, like, the episode started with, you know, twice doing his thing. But we kind of had the feeling that maybe that we would open the episode to twice just being nabbed already, you know, and like yeah. we, we're focusing on the rest of the stuff. So I'm wondering if there maybe is still some elements of that potentially. But um, yeah. I, I think this Mister Skeptic and uh, and twice stuff is not over. I think. I think that's a yeah. pretty fair, uh, pr- pretty fair prediction. Um, there's lots of funny stuff. You were talking about this uh, at the beginning. There's lots of funny stuff happening in the background, but it's also extremely busy, right? All the yeah. choices running everywhere. Some of them have really funny lines, but a lot of it gets like mixed up and, and all the confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Compress, that's I forgot his name, now, uh, his name last week, tells Twice to save a few of the Metal Liberation Army because they're still anti- anticipating uh, Gigantomachia to show mm-hmm. up. So we have to forget, like, we didn't, we have to forget, we have to remember that we did not anticipate 
twice being able to take on the Metal Liberation Army, like, single-handedly. <laughs> yeah. They had, like, a whole plan. <laughs> so they're still anticipating that Machia is going to, uh, to arrive. Um, but then they also, like, even up the score a little bit because this ice guy that controls ice... Uh, is it Gaten? Yeah, Gaten or Gaten or Jaten? I don't know. Uh, he can... Like, his quirk, they're also being quite liberal with it, right? Because... At first, like your Dobby's like you're gonna run out of ice, and then he's yeah. like, oh no, I can use the water in the pipes and freeze it. It's like, oh, okay. So you have unlimited quirk then. Whatever. Yeah, I I don't just control ice. I can control temperature of ice. And do you know what ice is made of? It's like, okay, duh. Thank you. Like so that's convenient. But he blows away thousands of the twices, and it sort of like evens up the score because like it felt like it would the Liberation Army would just lose immediately if he didn't mm-hmm. do that. Um. And then the doctor um, at home base, the man in the chair, yeah. is like watching the situation with satellites, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> providing support. And he wakes up uh, Gigantomachia with the remote using All for One's voice, and sends him that way. But he says something interesting about how uh, they're cheating, and yes. you know the, the uh, you know your master successor is you know doing his best to prove his or along those lines. And I'm like. There's just, there's so many, it's so weird, like, this episode, it feels like more than what we've seen recently, there's just so much little breadcrumbs they're dropping, and it's like, oh, what are you doing there? You know, it's like, there's only two episodes left, I think, I believe. Two or three, yeah. And it's just like, this is a lot of shit they're dropping, all like, little hints yeah, all I, over the place, you know, it's... I agree with you, it's like, you better do something with these clues, or you better do something with these loose things you're leaving behind, like, it better matter, right? Mm-hmm. Um... I can't remember there's that fucking term. God. I don't want to spend time thinking of it. Um, but there's this uh, thing in just screenwriting, right? Where, like, if you put a gun on the wall of a cabin, like, it better be there for a reason. Or generally speaking, it is there for a reason. Sure. Unless it's, like, a blatant misdirect. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what this is. But they, the show alludes to a lot of shit yeah. all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Especially because with the villains. The, Especially with the villains, a lot of these characters, you know, over time, they move from one-dimensional to two- or three-dimensional characters, but it literally takes years, and that's not an exaggeration, right? We've seen twice for two or three years now, and now we get this moment. So, like, it, but it is unfair, or or I think it's just tough on the audience, and it's tough on the story and on the character, if, like, you drop this hint and you don't use it for a season or two. It's like, well, that's not going to be effective, because, like... You have to go through like the merry-go-round of other characters before this character gets another shot. It's, you know what I mean? It's yeah, tricky. It's like it, the strength of the show is also sometimes simultaneously its weakness. One hundred percent. And the thing too with this episode, you know, like I'm I'm saying it again, like it's such a noisy episode. Mm-hmm. Why why would something like that be said if yeah. it didn't have some significant meaning or even you know a slight meaning going forward? So it's I don't know. It's and, you know? you know, this stuff, what we've said it before, this is my favorite shit, right? The Alpha yeah. One, the Tomura Shigaraki plot, the All Might plot, the, like, these characters are bound with one another in a way that we know the show is headed there in the conclusion, right? Give me some of that shit. <laughs> don't yeah, don't throw away these weird lines, like, every ten episodes to, uh, to string us along. Okay. Um... So anyway, uh, Gigantomachia does wake up, and he starts marching towards the conflict, so he'll probably arrive within the next The episode. way he blasts off was so fucking dope. I was kind of like, oh, that, shit. That <laughs> does was, he move like that? That was sick animation. <laughs> um, 
Gecko, uh, the guy that looks like a gecko, I think I yeah. should call him Gecko, and Tomura, they approach the tower, um, but they're surrounded yet again, but then more twice copies arrive to uh, help them, and they have like this really fun moment. I was kind of confused about this, because twice is like freaking out about Jiran being still held hostage at the top mm. of the tower, and then I don't know if this is a foreshadowing line or a weak line, but Tomura goes, playing with people's hearts, I'll never be able to forgive you, Liberation Army. I don't know if this is, like, meant to say, like, Tomura now is enraged on behalf of his comrade, like, because he wants, because he sees that, like, twice as visibly distraught, or is, like, mm. does this touch a nerve for Tomura? Or is this... I a, wonder... Like, what do you think? So, this is only kind of basing off what we've seen the past couple episodes, because obviously, like, you know, we've, you know, Shigaraki's kind of been like big bad point five, you know, like he was like, you know, shortly, he's clearly behind, yeah. you know, all for one, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, so with the hallucination stuff last episode and kind of him slowly piecing together, maybe what his past is like, it, you know, it's just, maybe he's kind of the bigger picture starting to come to him a little more. Mm-hmm. Also too, they really, in these past few episodes, they show how dedicated the league of villains is to mm-hmm. Shigaraki more than just like, they are loyal. They they love Shigaraki for the lack of a better term, and I I'm almost wondering if he, maybe he's just he is aware of that, and like they are so loyal to him, he supports them back. Yeah. You know, so maybe it's, there's a, a real bond there. Like a lot of the characters are getting on the on the hero side, right? Like yeah, uh, when you consider the things that Midoriya has been through with uh, Shoto and Bakugo and Lida, like all the stain stuff, all yeah. the times they've been. Yeah, like those characters are probably pretty close. Maybe they're trying to illustrate that the villains also have a pretty special bond. Mm-hmm. I think that might be fair. Yeah. Um, some politician arrives. What is, is he gives a speech that spurs on the Metal Liberation Army, and then I think one of the guys even notices. I, like Gecko, I, yeah. Gecko notices. Oh, every time he talks, he really amps everybody up. Do you think that's like a like a like a poke at like politicians like? really know how to get a crowd going or do you think I that's think, like his I think, quirk i think that's his quirk and he kind of you see that a lot in this show where people kind of play into a role similar to their quirk oh, um okay. i think this is because this is at the end of the episode this is exactly what they did last week with setting up dobby and getting mm-hmm. and then also um like twice i think like, towards the end of the episode getting like setting up twice when the yeah. toga stuff for for this episode i think they had gecko point out this dude and then because so he's going to be next episode's fight because he, he's it's him and mr C- if they're all getting upgrades if they're all going to take the time to show upgrades all that's left is mr compress and, and gecko oh good point so maybe that's just like a quick little tee up there but clearly because that was one of the when they first get to uh Dyka city this is the guy that kind of meets them mm, along yeah, with true, yeah. along with uh i'm already blanking on her name she's dead now curious the reporter chick curious. Yeah, yeah 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 and she actually had a similar thing right where her quirk name was Curious, and she was, like, a reporter. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Very meta. Very meta. <laughs> um, so, one of the Twice copies makes it through all of this stuff. Uh, Tomura and uh, and Ko are still, like, engaged in combat. Um, but one of the Twice copies makes it to the Twice of the Tower, and he confronts Reed Destro. He does what we forgot he can do, and he makes copies of not only himself, but he also makes copies of the rest of the League of Villains. So he makes a yeah. copy of Tomura, Compress, Dobby. Um, so all of that 
is happening. Wait, I'm just realizing, did we skip over, or did I miss the Dobby moment? Because there was a cool thing... With get him him and Getin? Yeah. Um, yes, I, I did. Okay, so I just want to mention this really briefly. Because um, they kind of hinted at something with Getin and Dobby uh, in that fight, when Getin blew away all the twice copies. He was saying that like Dobby was having trouble keeping up, or that his body was reaching his limit. And you mm. can kind of see pieces of him like smoking. Yeah. I think that's very interesting. I've always wondered why Dobby looks like that. And I don't think the show has given us a backstory or a full-on Dobby episode yet, right? Mm. Also, we haven't got the Dobby power upgrade either. Maybe that might be the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Because him and Gettner is clearly still throwing down in the distance. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. So maybe he needs like a Super Saiyan Blue upgrade. But uh, yeah, like, you know, all the piercings and like the dead skin on his face and arms do you th- i think he looks patchworked yeah i i just thought i don't know what i thought but do you think that's a result of him burning his own body with his flames so and the mm-hmm. flesh is becoming like desecrated what i thought back to is when they first meet the doctor and the doctor just kind of casually like you know how i had noticed he made that comment about like i'm meeting some of you for the first time some of you i haven't mm-hmm. and he seems that like him and dobby kind of had knew each other a little bit i'm wondering if maybe dobby is an experiment of like he's maybe maybe not a nomu but maybe he was like early days like this doctor clearly had his hands in a lot of cookie jars like typically these characters do yeah so i don't know they're give the me a big, whole dobby flashback episode fuck give me 23 minutes <laughs> like non-stop skip the op just give it to, that's that is what that would be some serious juice yeah, do uh, do fifteen straight minutes of flashback and origin before you give me his power up and let him blow away this Jatan guy. I'd be fine yeah. with that. Um, okay, so yeah, I'm glad I mentioned that. So so we're at the top of the tower, and a twice copy makes copies of the rest of the league. And this is the first time I think we see Redestro's quirk, which apparently is just a giant arm, but also it discolors his body the more he uses it. Well, because it kind of starts off when he takes that first swipe, it's just like his finger. Finger. He decapitates one of the twice copies, yeah. And his like finger's kind of like black and smoking, and I'm like Hey. Hey? Like what's what's going That's on? Not That's a bloody finger. Yeah, is that a laser gun? Like, (laughs) but but yeah, no, but then it evolves to clearly him like jacking up his one arm and I was like It seems like he might be able to make the rest of his body big too. Like maybe I don't know, like Destro, destroy, redestroy. I don't know. Like maybe mm-hmm. he just fuck. I don't know. But he goes on, and I gotta say, like sometimes you can just glaze over. Um, and this is an animeism. One of the things we've noticed, I think, over time, uh, is that like sometimes to draw out fight scenes or to draw out climactic moments, um, they'll have characters monologue while they fight. Dave, we 100% glazed over this whole scene right up until, like, where it ended. What happened? What do you mean? All, just all of this. This is all the talk. Like, exactly what you're saying. The monologuing in the scene oh. is where it 100% was too noisy. It dragged. It was all over the fucking place. Until it gets to, like, the actual fighting in the last, like, 30, 40 seconds 30, yeah. of the episode. We were just kind of like, oh, my God. Like, this is this is too much. But so, yeah. exactly to what you're saying. They might spend three minutes here of him just saying stuff but like like don't get me wrong like you and i uh and i think a lot of people that watch anime pay a lot of attention to to dialogue because a lot of the time like there's some good gems in there yeah this wasn't that this was like fluffy i'm a villain here are my motivations and also my backstory 
it's like he's just sort of monologuing while he takes swipes. It was fu- it was a really really weird uh, and really weak moment in the sh- in the episode. But um, I don't want to rag on it too much. I did think of one thing. There is a neat little sequence um, where the camera is like panning in landscape mode, like from the floor, and it's Redestro just swinging over and over again at a Tomura clone. It's a mm. clone. I forgot about that for a sec at the time. But he's dodging really effectively. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that's because he's been fighting Gigantomachia for like a month and a half. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think he's become more adept at just evas- evading? Uh, but he eventually does get caught. Um, I, I liked, I think the the ending is like the business, or yeah. I mean, of this whole sequence. Um, he did have, Redistro did have one cool line at the end. Like, but it was really undercut by the rest of how shitty his monologue was. Yeah. But he just says, do you really think some random thugs and an urge to destroy carry more weight than we do? Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Because, like, you know, they're, they're filled with glorious purpose. So the best part of that is the follow-up to that scene is when, you know, like, we'll come back to this moment, but, like, you know, when, when it cuts to, you know, uh, the Shigaraki clone has a moment to tell twice to you better pad up the landing. Yep. You know, I, I made eye contact with the other guy. It's... <laughs> It cuts to a flashback. Yeah, at that moment, I was holding on. I saw. I I locked eyes with this guy. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, oh, whatever. Like this is silly, but like we're almost done here. Like who cares? But when the tower comes down, and it cuts back to Redestro before, like you know, Shigaraki's kind of his gnarly line at the end. Um, Redestro says, "Oh, I didn't get to hear what he said. I I really wanted to hear what he said." Uh, because he says that line has Shigaraki pinned and then all this, you know, the tower crumbles and all, all, all that, like the, you know, the big part of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but just him knowing that like, he wanted, it wasn't a rhetorical question. Like he wanted that answer. You know? It's so it's, uh, I'm excited for their, they're clearly going to throw down shortly. Yeah. I really, I loved the animation and just like the reminder, like, Oh, right. Shigaraki doesn't just like, dust people like the man could bring down an entire fucking building yeah in uh just by touching it because uh, it was a good reminder about how, how it's quirk i have one technical question because shigaraki also got a power up last mm-hmm. episode have we caught up to present day where shigaraki was being shocked by the doctor or is that gonna happen i believe that's going to happen okay I was just wondering, like, you know, the power-up, and, like, he's, like, getting sick, and, like, he's got a lot going on mentally. I was mm-hmm. just wondering, is any of that the result of these experiments, or whatever the doctor does to him, or is that just how he is as of late? But I think it's just how he is right now. Mm-hmm. Because he's having a rough go. Yeah. Okay. Sleepy. <laughs> I think that pretty much does it for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. There was. That's the thing, like... With all the noise, and I think that was purposely designed that way. It's it's a pretty good episode, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's very in line with what we've been seeing this whole villain academia arc, which is the best of the season so far, by far. Yeah, big killer. Um, okay, I think we can wrap wrap it up here. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, definitely check out the post show, which usually drops a day or two after uh, my hero podcast. Um, we talk about everything else uh, that we're watching. I'm trying to watch like a movie a week. We're watching a ton of other anime. Tokyo Avengers, we just wrapped up Two Year Eternity. Uh, Sunny Boy, we're also watching. Um, so lots and lots of stuff uh, on the post show. So definitely check that out and uh, support the podcast on whatever social media platform you like. And uh, we will see you next week. Bye, guys. 
Cheers.